Welcome to SBS News in Easy English. I'm Greg Diet. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says an Indigenous voice to Parliament will give Indigenous Australians what they've been asking for. Mr Albanese says enshrining an Indigenous voice in the Constitution is an opportunity to finally listen to First Nations people. Speaking to 5AA Radio, Mr Albanese says listening to the community is an important quality of good leadership. The principle of a, a body uh, being in the Constitution is what First Nations people themselves came together at Uluru in 2017 in a First Nations Constitutional Convention. Uh, there were over 200 delegates uh, elected uh, and appointed by their local communities came together and they said, one, we want recognition finally in the Constitution. Reconciliation Australia head Karen Mundine says voting yes at the upcoming Voice to Parliament referendum reflects the core of what reconciliation represents. It's a simple proposition that First Nations, Australia, First Nations people should have a say in the laws and policies that affect our lives and communities. And it's an aspiration that is at the heart of reconciliation. Former Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, Ken Wyatt, has been appointed to the board of Beyond Blue. It coincides with the National Mental Health Organisation's launch of its public position to support the yes vote for an Indigenous voice. Beyond Blue chair and former Prime Minister Julia Gillard said in a statement that the social and emotional well-being of First Nations people has been a focus for Beyond Blue for many years. Kenya's president has announced the African country will sign a trade deal with Russia aimed at boosting cooperation between businesses. President William Ruto's office made the announcement after hosting the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in Nairobi. Activists have condemned new anti-LGBTIQ plus laws in Uganda. They include the death penalty for so-called aggravated homosexuality. The country's leader passed the laws despite Western condemnation and potential sanctions from aid donors. And Sudan's warring military factions have agreed to a five-day extension of a ceasefire agreement. It follows renewed heavy clashes and airstrikes in parts of Sudan's capital, despite the truce in place. Saudi Arabia and the United States brokered the original week-long ceasefire and have been monitoring it remotely. I'm Greg Diet, 
And that's SBS News in Easy English.